This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. You're listening to a special message recorded live at East Coast Christian Center. So the word means to throw near. I think that's interesting. If you're far from something and you don't understand it, a parable can help you draw near to the truth that is in it, to be thrown near. So he's telling these stories, and, and in the story of heaven, we can see ourselves in that story, can't we? I mean, for me, everyone's invited. I can see myself there. Some are too busy. I can see myself there. Some are even belligerent. I used to be there. It's up to me. If I receive his invitation, I can see myself there. And so when he tells a story, he tells the story in a way that we can see ourselves in the story. That's why he uses parables. And so how does that help us with the Christmas story? How does that help us with a Christmas or a perfect Christmas? <laughs> well, see yourself in the story. So what helps me is I start just asking the question, what would I do if I were a wise man in the story? What would I do if I was Joseph, Mary? What would I do if I was in general their families? when the word came out that Mary was pregnant? What would I do if I was the innkeeper? Here, take my room. <laughs> Probably not. Um, what about if I was Herod? Or Mary's dad? Or, or what if I was a parent of a two-year-old and I lived in that area? You know, when we, when we put ourselves in the story, the story then becomes more real than if we stand on the outside of the story and look in. God never intended us to be on the outside of the story. He always intended us to be on the inside of the story and look in. So as I threw myself into the Christmas story this year, for me the biggest mess I saw in, in the Christmas story is the family messes that I could see in it. That what happened on that first Christmas impacted a bunch of families in incredible ways. And there are some messed up families involved in the Christmas story. In fact, I'm gonna sh we're going to show you a video here, and it's our Mayhem series, and we're going to do a video each, each of our Christmas services. And If you're not familiar with Mayhem, Mayhem is a commercial on TV for Allstate where if you have Mayhem in your life and don't have good insurance, then you might be in trouble, all right? But we're going to show you our version of Mayhem one more time. Let's take a look at this one. I'm your mother-in-law, and I just dropped by unexpectedly for the holidays. Oh, that cardigan really hides how much weight you've gained. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about your past relationships and how successful your exes are now. He makes six figures. <laughs> A fake tree? What's wrong with your crown molding? Just the one oven? This Christmas, you won't be walking in a wonderland. Instead, you'll be walking on eggshells. Spoiler alert, he dies from the crock pot. So random. 
You can't always stop mayhem like me. So this season, remember to celebrate your perfect Chris mess. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. You know, you think about messes there. Start out with Herod. His family mess might have set a record for what messes were really like. Macrobius, uh, who in 400 uh, uh, wrote about, uh, he was one of the last pagan writers in Rome. In his book, Centernalia, he wrote, when it was heard that as part of the slaughter of the boys up to two years old, Herod the king of Jews had ordered his own son to be killed. The emperor Augustus remarked, it is better to be Herod's pig than his son. This was a reference to how Herod, as a Jew, would not kill pigs, but had three of his sons and many others killed. What a family. What about, this was just, I just thought about, well, I wonder what the wise men's family was like. You know, sometimes I, I call Carol and said, I won't be home for dinner because I'm, I'm either gonna be here or, or I'm gonna go hunting and so I won't be back till after dark and, and I won't be home for dinner and you know, Carolyn's always really gracious about it and, and it's great, but what, what about the wise men when they said to their families, you know, I won't be home for dinner for two years? And I might have, yeah, a little bit of conflict, I don't know. What about the shepherds? You know, these guys live kind of out in the wilderness anyway, and they're out there, and they've got this wild story of angels and the star and meeting the Messiah and all this stuff going on. I don't know how that would go off with your family. Or what about Joseph marrying a girl he got pregnant? Now, wait a minute. You're saying he didn't get her pregnant. I know that. You know that because you read the story, but what was his family to think? What, were, what was her family to think? What about this one is just, think about Mary's incredible mountaintop experience of, of the archangel coming and speaking to her and telling her she was gonna give birth to the Messiah and then having to walk from that to face her parents, to face Joseph and his family and talk to him about it. That sounds a little messy to me. See, when she said, be it unto me according to your word, what did she have to think about? Did she think about? Probably not, because if she thought about it, I don't know what she would have said, but if she would have thought about, what about my family? What about his family? What about Joseph? What about the townspeople? What about Jesus being raised as, a, as everyone around him thinking he was illegitimate? And we know they did because later on they actually speak to Jesus that way. When they say, oh, aren't you the carpenter's son? You know, the, the situation with Mary is messier than we even think. We know that the Bible teaches that someone should be stoned if that, is, that occurs. And so Joseph, that's the reason he wanted to put her away secretly or privately so that that wasn't revealed to everybody out there so that she wouldn't have to pay the ultimate penalty of being stoned. But do you know, let me read to you what the scripture says about that. It says, if a man marries a girl who is claimed to be a virgin and then finds that she is not, they shall bring the girl to the entrance of her father's house and there her townsmen shall stone her to death. They don't do this over in a corner by the rock quarry. 
They do it on your front porch. And, and let me just say, Jewish people as a, as a rule were willing to do this. Remember the girl they threw down at Jesus' feet? Crazy mess if you ask me. What a mess. But the cool part is there's a Messiah in the mess. I don't know if you can see yourself in some of the strange dy dynamics uh, of Christmas, but as we throw ourselves near, I think I can thank God that any fi family dynamics I'm in aren't this messed up. Glory to Jesus. But the truth is, Christmas is not immune to messes, and neither is life. Just this past weekend, not this Saturday, but last Saturday, I was up to about four o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, Friday. Friday, I was up to about four o'clock in the morning because my daughter, my granddaughter was in the hospital. Had to go to the emergency ward and all that goes with that and family, you know, pain and issues. But then the next day, the next morning, she's, she's out of church. No, I think it was Saturday. Sunday morning, she's out of church. Things were great. We had great services, awesome. Then while watching the Bronker game later that day, we usually record it and then watch it later. And so I try really not to hear who won. My friend texted me and told me who won. Thank you for that. <laughs> Dick Perkins. <laughs> he will not remain nameless. If he ever does it again, I will shoot him. But then in the middle of watching the game, I was really rude to Carolyn. Up, down, up, down, up, down. But then the Broncos won, so hey, it was pretty good after all that. Because <laughs> they haven't won very many games this year. Maybe you're a young family out there doing what you're doing. and You got a baby. First Christmas with first baby, there's some messes. Maybe you're an empty nester. And it's your first time without family. They're right in the middle of raising teenagers. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> or maybe you made travel plans and you are excited about them, but your grandpa the grandparents aren't or the parents aren't or the family's not or everybody but you isn't. But you're excited about your travel plans. Or maybe you're alone this Christmas. In our story, lots of people are alone. At times, I believe the wise men, when they rejected Herod's advice and had to go home another way, that they felt like, ooh, or maybe the shepherds, or maybe Mary after the angel departed, and then she had to think about what she said yes to. Or Joseph, when he was trying to decide whether or not to divorce Mary or not, could have been a very alone moment. Or that young family in Bethlehem with nowhere to stay. Or when they had to flee to Egypt. When we evacuate from a hurricane with three or four days warning, it is challenging. Do you, do you realize the stress level that comes in when we do that as a community? It's amazing. But let's just say you don't have to flee to the west coast of Florida or Orlando you got to go to Egypt with minutes warning. Get up, go. 
I have a friend who had a really bad year. At the end of that bad year, he was convicted of a felony. And his parents said to him, you know, this Christmas, we're going to do it a little bit different. It's been a rough year, so don't come over for Christmas. Don't come to Christmas dinner. Don't come to Christmas morning. We, we don't want you in the gift exchange. We're just going to do it without you this year because it just was very painful. Ouch. What changed the mess into a miracle? I believe something simple, the word trust. We made a little acronym for you, and it's actually, if you go on the app, you can get this as a phone wallpaper, but trust, if you turn it into an acronym, is totally relying upon scriptural or spiritual truth. Totally relying upon scriptural or spiritual truth. Mary had to ask God the question within herself is if I say yes to this, can I trust you, God, to work it out in my family with the love of my life, Joseph, with the townspeople, with everything, with Jesus growing up, being called illegitimate? The truth is, Everything we go through in life, we've got to remember, he said my name is Emmanuel, God with us. Remember the felony friend that I had that that had that rotten Christmas? His mom comes to our church now. Yeah. She had to trust God. We have to trust God. It's no different for us. You have to trust God when the money's tight or the relationships are strained or you're a new mom or dad, or there's conflict, or you're raising a blended family, or sickness comes knocking, or you know you can't please any, everyone, and family's pulling on you, and other families pulling on you, and, and your work schedule is less than ideal. I have lived my life where Christmas Eve and Christmas and all of that, my work schedule is less than ideal to celebrate Christmas. I'm not complaining but there's still a reality with your family to work through in those processes. What about can you trust God when loved ones are missing? When that table setting is empty? More than that, when your heart is empty because someone has passed. The antidote for a family Christmas, I believe, is trust. Look what it says in Romans 10, 11. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Man, what a great verse. It comes from Isaiah 28, 16, which which kind of expands upon the thought. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be put, will never be dismayed. Beautiful picture. One of my favorite portions of scripture in the Bible is found in Proverbs 3. Verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Jesus came to the world 
at a low spot. He didn't come when everything was great, you know, when 100% of everyone on earth was following God, but when a very small percent. Jesus comes to the low spot. He'll come to the low spot in your life. And God did a whole bunch of stuff, and the people that we see there had an adventure of trust. The, the question is, are we ready to trust God this Christmas season? I believe seeing is an important part of trusting. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Are you seeing life from his perspective or yours? You know, we, we just began to come up with a few things that, that we look at and frustrate us sometimes. Have you ever reached into the, grab, into the tortilla chips to grab out a chip? And you want a whole one, right? So that you can get a good dip and go right. And when you reach in, there's nothing but crumbs. That's a bummer. Unless you're having taco salad. Because you're going to break them big chips anyway. And see, life's like that. Are you going to look at it? You're going to look at it like, oh, I got crumbs, or hey, let's have taco salad instead. Piles of laundry tell us we have a family. Family is important. Mushy bananas can become banana bread. Or as my wife cooks, banana muffins. The taxes you pay are because you have a job. We could go right down through, you know, the lawn that needs mowing. Tells you you have a home. The clothes that fit a little too tight tell you you're well fed. <laughs> the lady behind you in church who sings off key tells you you have good hearing. <laughs> when the alarm goes off in the morning and you go, Ugh, you know what that means? You're alive. We could go on and on. It says, on all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. The word acknowledge there means to, to know, but it also means to properly ascertain by seeing. Not a knowing in a, in a sort of, as a, as a, oh, maybe, but a knowing as in, I've seen it. I know it's true. It's like Peter when he was out fishing and he said, is that you, Lord? And it was. So get focused on him. You know, very often in my life, I find that my, my life's messiness is in equal proportion to my selfishness. I love you, but I'm gonna tell you the truth because that's true of me. My life gets messier the more selfish I am. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Father knows best. God ideas at Christmas can be so powerful. I know one year Carolyn and I took our children and we went to Guatemala. We didn't turn on the TV. We didn't do anything before Christmas to focus on the commercial end of it. We just focused on reading the Christmas story, talking about Jesus, and then we packed up a family and went to Guatemala and stayed with our missionary friends there. And it was an incredible Christmas. God has God ideas for you to help you with Christmas. It'll be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. I just want to see a show of hands. Who does not want that? I want that. You want that. 
How does that come? Trust in God. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. God first with all our stuff will demess our lives. Say that again. God first with all our stuff will demess our lives. And tithing will too, by the way. And I'm going to say this and remember that I love you and I consistently believe I've loved you for a long time. But if you don't tithe, you don't trust God in that area. You just don't. Because you know what tithing is? It's trust fall. You know what trust fall is. Now, when I was young and the guys I hung around with, they should not do a trust fall and trust me. Because I go, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. <laughs> but Jesus says, with your finances, do a trust fall. Because when you tithe, it doesn't look like that'll help. It looks like you'll have less. I get it. So what do you got to do? You got to do a trust fall. You got to say, here it is, God. I won't do it because I probably won't get up, but... You know, Christmas began with a supernatural birth, and it was messy. You know, I've been involved in five births, four for our own family, and my daughter wanted me in with her first child. And uh, it's a bit on the messy side. A little bit frantic at times. Uh, when they don't breathe just right, or there's anything going on, you know, and I've had that happen a couple of times too. And it, ah, it's a mess. But the truth is, even your giving your heart and life to Christ can be a bit messy. It was for me. You know, talking to your family about Jesus and having them tell you that you're an idiot. They can't believe you because they've watched you for however long you've been you, and you probably don't have a good track record. I didn't. And now I believe in Jesus. And they were like, right. Been smoking it again, huh, Dan? And it was messy when, when I had to make the decision. Like Mary, she had to make a decision. I had to think about that. What will my life be like? What in the world will it cost me? Will you make me become a missionary in Africa? And all those things that go through your mind, you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. Because I'm not sure how it'll all turn out. No, we're not. But if we'll trust God, it will turn out. I, uh, I want to show you a picture. This is a picture of my dad. It's my favorite picture of my dad. Yeah, you can see that the situation there in the bedroom is two single beds. We're talking about you know, fathers knows best sort of atmosphere at my house. And uh, that's my dad falling asleep reading his uh, giant print Bible, which he did almost every night after he gave his heart and life to Christ. He and my mom got saved. and You know, God can demess your life even when it's really, really messed up. And uh, he demessed mine. He'll demess yours. So the question is, this is what Jesus said. He answered, he's talking to this guy named Nicodemus, and he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, 
He could not see the kingdom of heaven. Took a birth for God to come. Takes a birth for you to come into the kingdom of God. And yes, there can be a mess involved. But if you'll trust God, your life will be incredible. Because God's faithful. And when you fall into his arms, what you find out is he takes care of all those things that you were concerned about. Bow your heads with me just for a moment. Close your eyes. I want to lead you in a prayer, a simple prayer of confessing Jesus as the Lord of your life. And if you don't know him and you want to know him, this is how it works. For those of us that already know him, we want to do it with you just to help you in the process. And so let's pray this together. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Father God, thanks for giving your son who died on the cross, who came into a world that was a mess, that died for the sins of the world, that they might be forgiven. I need to be forgiven. I need a mess cleaned up. I want to give my life to you. And I want to live for you forevermore. I believe that you are Lord. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose from the dead. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, on the, on the count of three, anybody here for the very first time, if you prayed that prayer and you want to give your life and live for God, at the count of three, I want you to put up your hand. One, two, don't let fear stop you. Three, in Jesus' name, put up your hand if that's you, anywhere in the room. Everybody in here is a Christian? No, thank you. God bless you. Anybody else? Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Pastor Brian will have more information for you that raised your hand. God bless you guys. Let's give the Lord a hand. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. 
Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.